0: You are listening to KYRS, Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. This is Outspoken. Welcome.
1: I know. It's another uh, good Sunday. It's warm outside. Finally. Warmer.
0: Get warmer. I know. Um, calling 32 warm I isn't know. exactly... Um, <laughs> That's called too many My- <laughs> days of, of three degrees. And I know. You just go, oh, it's a heat wave. Which heat. is so weird because it was so low. And yeah. then even 19, at one point, it was 19 degrees. And I was like, wow, I this just, feels warm. And now i get so thankful. I know. I sweat when I'm wearing a sweater. <gasps> I'm so know. used to the cold. Oh my god! So gosh. thank you, yeah. weather. So
1: yeah, thank, you, thank weather. you, weather. I realize that we're probably not done, but it's nice to see
0: some for, hope. Hey, for the next week, highs are looking in the 30s. I'm loving it. That's I'm pretty good. It. I'd say. I know we're almost out of January, so we're almost out. Yeah, and then February kind of you know it, it does it one last yeah one yeah. last go of yeah, the cold tends and then to have that one comes out yeah, yeah exactly comes out to the 50s. Oh, I'm just ready. <laughs> That's your weather report. <laughs> I, uh, you're welcome. We oh, typically boy. don't get into
1: that, but there we go. Hey, it's but, another yeah. great Sunday for your Outspoken Boys. Thank you all mm-hmm. for joining yeah. us for uh, another great show we're excited about today. Let's talk about some things that we've gotten into this week. Yes, I was telling Kurt this morning, he's our producer for those that don't know. Uh, when I came in, I said, I think you and I have done more public th- events this week than we've done in in a few months. Yeah, like, actually. All together. <laughs>
0: we've been out. We've been pretty it's active. It's been fun. So it one has. of the fun
1: things we got to do is Spokane Civic Theater, you know the boys love the arts. We love uh, we, will, we will definitely support them, especially as we're looking at maybe some funding changes with our new administration. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went to support Spokane Civic Theater, did a big event where they announced their next season in a big party. That had right. a big party. So of course we uh, got a call from one of our friends. He's been on the show before. He's a director in town, um, Lance Babbitt, and he's like, "Okay, do you guys want to go to this?" And I'm like, mm. "And I didn't yeah. realize it was an invite thing." Yeah. But apparently he had to like call the people at Civic and say, "Can these boys be on the list?" So that was that's fun. I didn't know, right? So you we did. We just decided that day. Okay. It was real quick. Exactly. Exactly.
0: But I'm glad we went because it was fun. Oh, I'm so glad we went. You know, we love to mingle. We love to uh, meet and greet. But. The season was really and uh, really excited. cool. I'm excited. Listen, I'm the the closer for next season mm-hmm. is Dial M
1: for Murder, Which and I'm sorry, thing. that's
0: gonna be so fun. But wait till you hear what the opener is. <gasps> one of my favorites. You know you're gonna. Yeah. One of my favorites. The one, the only West Side Story.
1: It is. I know. And if you know Sergei at all, you know that is one of his favorite. It's musicals absolutely of one of my all favorites. Yeah, time.
0: because when you're a jet, well, you're a jet all the way. <laughs>
1: I love it. Yeah. And that was a big, and what was fun about how they announced the season is so there's this little cocktail party, food, refreshments, and then everybody filters into yeah. the, right. the theater itself. And then they hint at it, they mm-hmm. don't give it away right away. It's it's a little game. Yeah. I like it. And so yeah. with West Side Story, the guys came out with their, you know, yeah, snapping, snapping the their fingers, fingers uh-huh. doing the, the very iconic dance. Uh, yeah, when, yeah. Yeah, one of the opening numbers. Stories. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so it comes out, and right away it's like, ah, oh, we know what that is. So I know. it's going to so be good. a good, I'm excited for this season. Me too. Listen, it'll be fun. Also, can we just say, Abby Crawford. Oh, uh, she has been, she's a Stop director right in now. town. She's, she's been on amazing. our show with some of her her shows she's done. She's an actress as well. Mm-hmm. She's also a, a phenomenal vocalist. And she is currently in a little night music, mm-hmm. a little Sondheim for you who love theater. That's um right. That's going to be playing really, really soon. Maybe we'll have one of our interns really quickly look up when a little night music at Spokane Civic Theater is playing. But I'll tell you, she comes out and she sings the iconic song itself, Send in the Clowns, which is one of my favorites of all time. Right, And she, like, everything goes away and it's just about Abby up there. She's embodying the character. Yes, I can't. I, mean, I, I, I tell was you, it's, I know I it,
0: that, and that's the mark of a true performer because <sighs> it is the you know you lock onto you know her eyes and that beautiful dress. Um, <gasps> she was I'm, gorgeous. I'm dying about I'm, it. It was oh, amazing.
1: She looked fabulous.
0: Exactly, and she just. She embodies the whole song and just oh, it's There's a beautiful a performance in the song where you she have to see
1: cries. Yes, I'm just you're sitting there and you know yeah. you're here yeah. to watch actors, but then a performance like that happens and you're just like, I, I why are you not
0: on Broadway?
1: Right, and why am I not just watching why? you in theater? Like, I know, so I know you have a life and you you got to raise kids and all. Yeah, but, but
0: uh, I know you're tired. Oh, uh, I know. But see, and that's the incredible thing about um, Spokane Civic Theater is that they can have. Um, talent like that here locally, and I'm so excited for this next season because we'll see a lot of that. Oh my
1: gosh! And I want to tell people, a little night music is playing at Spokane Civic Theater, uh, starting February 10th. It opens and it is going to go through March 5th. So, mm-hmm. listen, the two of them, the lead actors, did a song in it as well, which was a lot of fun. Yes. Um. So there's a lot of great music. If only to see. Her performance of send in the clowns i would go to that play five times we I would yeah. just we'll be there anyway so we'll there were there. a lot of great plays debuted that night mm-hmm. um that they're going to do we're very excited for the whole season and we love to support local we and do. we love to support the arts so um definitely go check out what spokane civic theater is it's something the head guy said did a speech also made me go no we're here he mm-hmm. did a speech about unity
0: Yes. What I for? Oh, the project was called Project Ghost Light? Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. And oh, so, it, beautiful. It's all these community theaters and um, art places um, that come together and kind of say, "Listen, um, things are going to be changing a lot, but we're we're here. We're together. We're here in unity, and we're here to stand against violence, discrimination, and against um, unfair treatment towards. I mean, uh, women, sexual orientation, gender identity, Minorities race, minority, kinds, everything, yeah. religion." The whole thing, and that's incredible that this art community from across the nation has come together yes. to say, whoever you are, we're here, no matter what happens.
1: Yes, and uh the whole thing of the, the ghost light was something that started hundreds of years hundred, ago. Yeah, it's a tradition uh, through theater. Well, and it was a way to keep ghosts. Mm-hmm. So if they Bad thought, spirits. if they keep yeah. one light on it's to scare the ghosts, the bad exactly. spirits away. Exactly and so now theaters across the country will keep it on in unity yeah. to yep. remember to support exactly everyone and to support the arts. Yeah. Uh, because funding of course right now is, is threatened because there was the announcement that, that funding to that would be cut. Yeah. Uh, extremely not cut fully, but extreme cuts in, in the arts. And I think the arts are very important for morale.
0: They of are. all people. Well and not only that, but expression of um you know, identity and and stuff like that. And in a political environment like this, the arts are even more Mm -hmm. important.
1: And I get how that might threaten an administration like we have, that people would be able to have free speech. Anyways, remember a little night music Spokane civic theater, 10th, February 10th, through March 5th, you can go mm-hmm. see that.
0: And opening this week, actually, also at Spokane Civic Theater on the main stages, uh, Vanya, Sonia, Masha, and Spike, January 27th through February yes, 19th. and we're going to try to get there for that yes, um, as yeah. well. And we'll see so, if we can grab a few people to come on and Yeah, and talk so about that's
1: them. a lot of fun. I want to say one of the, the first times we've done something um, was we had... The play Disgraced on last week. Yes. Uh, And what was fun about that was not only was it a very good conversation, it's Mm -hmm. playing currently at Stage Left Theater right downtown on 3rd, and you can catch that through this weekend. It's the last weekend. But one of the fun things we did that we haven't done before is they did a reading from the play. Yeah. Um, When Abby was on, when she directed uh, All is Calm at Christmas time, we had little pieces, little quotes. But this time, the actors were in studio they a actually live performed yeah. a scene, and then we talked about it and what it was. I thought it was so much fun, and so exactly, exactly. we loved the
0: show. Yeah, we did, and and of course, um, if you didn't hear that, you can go on iTunes and uh, or PodBeam and listen to snippets of that and get the little snippet of it, of of the play because yes. it's still and on till this weekend.
1: We had a half hour discussion about what it was It'll about. It'll blow your mind. So I. Yeah, we highly encourage people exactly. to go support local theater and go see that play because it is an important conversation. It really 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 uh, is. That we can have and yep. I love that so much. I know
0: and it, and it does deal with a lot of um, religion and race tensions right. and um, you know that's that's an important conversation. Something else uh, speaking of race uh, conversations The Black Lens in Spokane yes. um, is uh, you know one of the first and only African American written publications in Spokane mm-hmm. um, by Sandy Williams. She uh, was on our show for yes. a conversation. She's publisher, editor um, at Way large. back when. Yeah. Exactly. And so she uh, manages that and they're having um, uh, their celebration today. It's their it's anniversary. their second
1: year anniversary. So they've yeah. been
0: around for two years, which is amazing. And uh, so they're
1: going to be, if you happen to be around and you want to celebrate uh Lens, go on Facebook. You can uh, find the event mm-hmm. um, and you can go say hi, we're going to be there because we we uh, will uh, i think the work that they're doing is important and yeah. we want to support yeah. uh, sandy williams for for real yes. cuz she is uh, amazing. Uh, amazing amazing yeah she does and great a tireless work. fighter absolutely yeah. fighter
0: and she i mean she's involved with the african-american community and she's been um uh working with the pride community over in eastern as well yeah. uh, for a number of years so she kind of yeah. really has well her feet in if both, you remember and, and streets,
1: actually yeah. uh, hopefully we'll get to say hi to some of our friends at the NAACP yes. but if you remember uh NAACP president uh philip was phil tyler mm-hmm. was there here with us in studio yes, he was, he was. and at the same day that sandy williams was yeah. here with us for black lynn so hopefully we'll see all of them listen it's all about supporting the local things that are going on that help to make spokane a great place yeah, absolutely and yeah. do you want to see some proof i just of okay spokane actually getting it and standing up for each other
0: yeah we joined the nation and the world um in the women's march uh, yesterday, and wow, the turnout was amazing. You know, far lot, greater than even the organizers anticipated. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Doubling, exceeding doubling the numbers. Um, yeah. The estimates were around 8,000. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's honestly a little bit more than that. Yeah. Um, there were just I so actually many d- I do too. It was it,
1: not even we. Uh, knew just how big right this was going to be. Right. We stood in line for quite a while, quite a couple oh, yeah. hours at least. We didn't even hours. get
0: into the actual rally where no. they had speakers Mm-mm. and um, you know the so whole close. organization. <laughs> <laughs> we we're just around the corner. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I don't think I've seen Spokane show up like this since Bernie yeah. um, was here just last May. Yeah, and that is incredible. And what that proves to us, I think, is that first of all, we can organize to stand for something we greater can. than us twice. Twice, twice in the span of, people, tw- of 12 because, months.
1: Because you know we're accused, and I've been one of the accusers, that uh, yeah. we are too apathetic.
0: And we can be. And
1: I will say we that that be. is sometimes a problem. What has been amazing in the last year is to see, like you said, not right. once but twice, people coming out of their comfort zones, mm-hmm. putting away what they would rather be doing on a Saturday, and saying, no, this is too important, this and I'm going to show yes. up. And so I have to say... That was a am- and everybody around us. Mm-hmm. Plus, you got to talk to people you hadn't seen in a while, people right. you'd never met. Yeah. were were there and coming together in solidarity, saying, "I just want to make sure that you're okay mm-hmm. and you're okay, that I'm okay, that mm-hmm. we're all gonna be okay." That's why we're here is to say, please remember that we count too. Right. Yes, and that don't forget was, our voice. Yeah, don't forget. So we actually had a good time. There was a time right be- before the march. I mean, there was a lot of us, and mm-hmm. so you're just kind of squished together because mm-hmm. you don't know and. The parade route's coming, or not parade, but the march is coming from. You don't know where you're starting, yeah, because there were so many of us, right? But what was fun is, and because they didn't anticipate, I'm guessing here, uh, the amount of people, the the marching route wasn't as big as it could have been. It should have been bigger. But what was fun was, it became this loop of thousands of people, and so we would walk down one street. This huge group and you could look like three blocks down and see the others going the other way because you're doing the, the loop. whole time yes and we would cheer and wave at each other yeah. and that was amazing and amazing. i also want to say well props to spokane because coming together that was beautiful yeah and props to spokane that there was no violence
0: i right um, in fact in all of the protests in the in the nation Out of all the protests, there are only four arrests, which is amazing. I I think there are over 27 or something like Mm. that cities participating. Oh, my gosh. And that's crazy. I I will say there were two
1: people that we know of that were sent— with an ambulance had to yeah. be right, and I think I think it was just we don't know exactly, but there it was probably too much right. uh, for them. But right. I love it. The second woman who was brought out on a stretcher while yeah. we're waiting, that's right in yeah. front of the doors. We haven't begun to march yet, and she they're bringing her out on the gurney yeah. or whatever, and she's like doing fist pumps in the air. Yeah, and she's the crowd, she's still went <laughs> wild. She's like, I may be going to the hospital, but I want you to know I'm here. I'm here, and that's I think right. I thought that was beautiful. Yeah. It felt good mm-hmm. to march with people
0: who want good right for everyone and change in in a peaceful way and i think that's amazing
1: welcome to democracy for all those people who tried to tear down those going that's mm. what democracy mm. is is saying to your leaders please see me yeah please yeah. recognize i have a concern and you know what as someone who lives in a democracy i have every right Every right to be there. And it doesn't mean I disrespect you because you have a different opinion. But I do say if you can't have a civil conversation with me about why I'm Mm -hmm. concerned, then the problem is that.
0: Right. It's not that people went out. It, absolutely. And I think that's the point is we want to be heard. We want our voices mm-hmm. to be acknowledged. And the person in charge right now isn't doing that. Isn't doing
1: that. I and after we take a break and we get right into the dish, because we're gonna have a dish today, I do want to say we're gonna talk a little bit about um a guy in town who who called out Andrew Biviano, who mm-hmm. was also on our show mm-hmm. last week, and said, Do you know that your new chair of the Spokane Democratic or Spokane County Democrats is is uh going to protest the president. And I thought
0: good. Well, yeah, first of all, <laughs> not issue. Not an here. issue at
1: all. Celebrate that he had think, the nerve to stand celebrate up. Celebrate it. Thank you. that he's using his voice because who's in administration oh now is gosh. not is not yeah. supporting or standing. So we're going to talk a yeah. little bit about that and what a weird but what I love is that man tried to call him out but the, the overwhelming response. response of people saying mm-hmm. I think uh Vivian is amazing for doing it. I love that. That's what's happening because now. he is. Yeah. So I, let's I'm take a quick. We, we do that. song break.
0: Yeah. So let's listen to um, Genghis Khan by Mike Snow. You are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM. This is outspoken. And we're
1: getting pretty outspoken today. Lots of comments. like that's
0: uh, you know,
1: like that's saying a lot for us. It's a pretty
0: pretty typical thing for us.
1: I know. So, anyways, just to catch everybody. Up, we went to the women's march, the the march for women's rights, yesterday in Spokane. It was shared by people not only in this country but across the world. Yes. Um. And what's crazy about that is, so they only so I saw numbers for L.A., Chicago, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the Seattle, big cities. and yeah. yeah, and they they did four big cities: New York. Yeah. That alone in those numbers was close to 2 million people. Yeah. They're Incredible. only saying so far 1 million, but when I added numbers, math would told me it was like more than. <laughs> right. Well, and,
0: uh, first of all, that's the big cities <laughs> yes. in the United States. Wenatchee, it was worldwide. Wenatchee, it was in which is where cities, I'm from, yeah.
1: 6,000 people showed right. up. That's a big deal. In Twisp, 1,600 people. I think that's everybody who lives there. Yeah. It's, you know, showed up for, that is. for theirs. And. <laughs> That's the okay. So here's the thing that it's, tells me okay, yeah, we have a this conversation. This is a big thing that needs to happen. And you were like, you were saying worldwide,
0: mm-hmm. absolutely. Paper, yeah, it happened in every continent and including. Antarctica.
1: And our, what is the sign? Scientist, you told me about yeah.
0: the sign. So, exactly. The sign that the scientists did um, was penguins for peace. <laughs> and I love that. It's, <laughs> that it's adorable. That makes so
1: happy. Actually, Kurt or somebody has a picture of that. So, we'll mm-hmm. have them put it up on on social media. but.
0: It reached around the world.
1: You talked about scientists, that's of amazing. course, because that's yeah. most of the people who actually are going to live up there, right? It's well, important and they're concerned to them. about
0: their climate change, yeah, yeah,
1: because to them in Antarctica, yeah. they see the effects right now. Oh, yeah, because it's All the, the most time. extreme environment is Every going day. to f- is going to feel climate change right away, right? So they're that's what they're up there. A lot of them doing is studying this, yeah. and so they're worried. Um, that they're going to lose funding, exactly. that this administration is exactly. not making that a priority. And so that's why even Antarctica is saying, hey, and Listen here's up. the thing. Protest, it is a protest in the fact mm-hmm. that we're standing up and saying, but you know, it's it's also just a way for us to say, come on, let's talk. Right. So yeah, I'm protesting you because right now everything you're doing is against these important things to me. It's against
0: uh, me as a person. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I'm going to protest. Yeah. It doesn't have mean- every right to do that. Yeah, every right. So- but if protest, if that word like already puts you in a marginal, when you hear it, you're like, oh, protest, you guys are being awful, look at it as it's mm-hmm. something important to human beings, mm-hmm. that they're saying, what we want you to do is recognize that we're part of your constituents, right. and we would like you to at least answer and say, are right. you going to protect us as well? If You would do the same thing if something that was important to you yeah. was being threatened. Right. So. We both have, but we're making it about sides and we need to get away from that conversation. Because right now we have a leader who makes it about winning, which Mm -hmm. is very much a sides type thing. And I want to say, I mean, I just want to get back in. So Trump at first did not make any, so it was outside the White House all day yesterday as Mm -hmm. well. Uh, Of course, the March on Washington was huge. Was the the Um, biggest one. Yeah. It had almost a million people just in in and of itself. So all day, most of the day yesterday, nothing was said at all about the Mm -hmm. protesters. Nothing, which was interesting. But I think what maybe was even more interesting was what Trump decided to tweet finally in response to protesters. And he said, and this is a quote, his tweet was, watched protest yesterday, but was under impression that we just had an election. Why didn't these people vote? Celebs hurt cause badly. I have a number of things about this. First
0: of all, yeah, the first thing is, okay, Trump, wow, way to not hear the messes that we're trying to get you. We're trying to have a voice and tell you, listen, listen to us. We are the people you represent.
1: Way to try to discount the people by saying they didn't vote. Well, that's not true because we were there and both of us voted. Yeah. So don't, don't try to make it, play it down.
0: Exactly. Remember how over 2 million more people voted against you.
1: Yeah, and so we're still part of We're your, still part, we're part of still it. We're
0: still American. Yes, we did vote, actually. So,
1: and so that was what I felt was he was very... It was disrespectful. Dismissive. And to, yeah. Dismissive, yes. And to say, uh, was under the impression that we had an election. Well, yes, and... And if you watch the election, you know that you have a country divided. Absolutely. So to act like the election's done, you should just have to do what I say. That's not how democracy works. Right. I have a right to question and to ask, and I'm going to use that voice. Mm -hmm. But this is what I said. So you know, lots of people have been, over the past few months, ever since Election Day, have been doing this whole thing about, this is not my president. Yep. And I have not joined the bandwagon because I feel like, listen, I don't I don't appreciate everything that so far he's been doing and the threats of that are gonna affect things that I care about. Mm. But I'm not gonna get on that because I don't want to be divisive. I can tell you that changed a hundred percent for me right. when I read a disrespectful tweet about the millions of people Including us who were out there right? in the cold weather it- and the wind, and it started raining on us, but we stayed. We stayed throughout it was the whole thing. So, what he was telling me as a human being is that he wasn't my president because he wasn't going to support. He wasn't me. even going to listen. He's not going to support. You. Yeah. And so, what you told mm-hmm. me, Mr. Trump, is that, oh, you don't have to say that I'm not your president because I'm going to go ahead and say it for you. Mm. I will not represent you. Right. And that's what you did by disrespecting and mocking protesters instead of going, wait, there's a problem. We probably need to look at it. And so today, mm-hmm. I'm right there with you. You're right. You're not, not my, my president, president. And now I'm just going to agree Absolutely. with you. You're not mine. Yeah. And I'm not ashamed of it. No. But I, they, and you should have I tried be. hard for you months shouldn't to be. find that. But there is no ground. If you're going to disrespect the people out there who have a problem, a million. You're not even going to acknowledge
0: yeah, what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Then and I'm done. you know, it starts with I think in the inaugurational speech, a lot of people um, wanted to frame it as he was a he was talking to everybody, and we we're all supposed was to he? unite. He wasn't. That didn't seem like It was a campaign speech. It was. It was his rally again. Yes, talking to his supporters, to his
1: voters. It wasn't about unity. It wasn't. If it you, wasn't about hope, uh, which did we have you, said a million times. Thank if you. If you're going to make it the least common denominator, make it fear. to fewer, control people. Exactly. When. Isn't hope supposed to sustain, but you have mm-hmm. no you you have no desire to see past
0: the end of your nose. No. And if you were trying to unite, why didn't you bring these two sides together? Why didn't you completely try. ignore the other side?
1: Yeah, you can at least like, acknowledge, like exactly. you said earlier. But there was no acknowledgement. No. And no. it wasn't. If you listen to the campaign, for all those people who I'm friends with, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I appreciate you have your opinion and I have mine, but you, ty- you telling me, because many people came to me, Jonathan, oh. when you watch it, you'll understand. That was a speech for everyone. I watched it, and I will tell you, it, it was, was not. It was so It was about
0: dark. Def-
1: and it was divisive it was as it so always divisive. Is. it was all about division as usual it was
0: us against them again and yeah. for and a winning president, Let's bring and winning, winning again in this yeah. situation we did it we won we're and the best
1: protectionism and isolationism he used those exact words in yes. his speech yeah. and you know the america first thing i get taking care of us but the concern is if you don't understand that the future is a global community mm-hmm you are again destined to limit our country and yeah. to destroy it. Exactly. It is, because whether you want it to be global or not, it is. It is. That, and I you get can't that countries stop everywhere that. are afraid.
0: Well, the, the, here's the thing. If globalization is happening, let's figure out a way to make it beneficial for all Yeah, and a positive thing for all. And... Come on, acknowledge us, and at least, if you're going to be talking to everyone, the people, say our names, say the LGBT yeah. community, say the African-American community, yeah, say women. Women. Say all of these Acknowledge that
1: these groups are afraid. Because you're not talking so to that them. So that you can address yeah. it. But instead, mm-hmm. you're going to hide it. Because let's talk about what happened uh, the day of inauguration with the White House website.
0: Yes. Let's talk about yeah. that. First mm-hmm. of all, how, in- How okay. odd- as they say, in transition yes. of switching one website to the other, they somehow misplaced and did not upload three the, huge pages. Three huge pages. The LGBT page was not on there. Women's rights. Women's rights was not on there. Climate I mean, climate change Let's was off.
1: They took all three off. And here's the thing. What, what was the excuse we were
0: given? Because we were told, transitioning one website to the other.
1: There was a lot of Obama's name on there. So here's the other thing I tried to do. Yeah. I said, okay, I'm not going to be an alarmist. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, even though you have not, up. you have not earned it, and I'm going to wait and I'm going to see. But mm-hmm. here's the thing: you know very well those are three important pages because Absolutely. those are three important, uh, uh, you know, accusations against you or you know things that we have been questioning mm-hmm. from day one. Do you know that those? It is now Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, this happened Friday. It is now Sunday, and it should have been a priority to get it back up because you know yeah. the country's watching, and it's not there.
0: It's it's late. Yeah. It's late it's, in the hour for you to put it back up. And I don't think he will. I don't think I don't so think either. in the next so your four years that he has this website, no longer, we're not going to see it.
1: And so your excuses no longer are valid. Yeah. I waited because how many people tell us, oh, just wait. Just wait it's and fine. see. Guess what? I we're waited. We're waiting and, and we're seeing. Still, and yeah, and we're seeing. Thank and you. And so I think that tells me that's a problem because it tells me, oh my gosh, I am not mm-hmm. a priority. He does not consider me and my rights as part of America. The women the same way. Yeah. He, we already know he doesn't believe 100%. in climate change, mostly because he owns a lot of stock in some... Um Coal companies, exactly, and, and non-renewable, and, yeah, non-renewable non-renew- right. resources. So here's the thing that we should be concerned about. That we should that There's should be a sign, absolutely. and not await some more of this ridiculous excuse to Thank just wait you. and see.
0: First of all, we know how. Okay, the hun- the first hundred days is a big, um, <laughs> is a big foreshadowing for how the next four years it is, is. going to go. Please, a the first lot of the twenty-four times. hours looked like first <laughs> twenty-four hours. Exactly, is a big uh, sign of how the next hundred g- are going to go. Right. I mean, it the start of his very first. Uh, press conference was filled with uh, boasting about numbers that weren't true lies not talking about the real issues and then no questions
1: no well talk about that it's it happened Saturday it did where Spicer came out who is the new um, Um, press press secretary press secretary for our new administration and, and what did they choose to do in this?
0: They okay, and this is there's a lot of things that anger us about this. I mean, a first lot. of all, uh, to shocking. to go out and say, okay, well, that was the biggest inauguration in history. When plain and simple, there's no facts or evidence and to support here's the that. Thing, doesn't fact, matter. It doesn't matter. But you right.
1: chose to go after that. It's a fact, but it's, it does. It is, it is it the most important you, fact for us to address? No, no but right.
0: You decided that that was your press. Conference. You wanted to do it. Here's the thing. You wanted to go out, make a big bold lie about something that wasn't true. And we know it. And then not move on from that. Like you said, there were no other issues. And that was your focus of it? And that was it. Well, what did
1: you say? You said. Basically, the end of the press conference.
0: There were there were no was questions. Was no more questions. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of like okay, we're gonna. shut They this just down. wanted to go out and be like,
1: okay, someone, uh, someone insulted Mr. Trump and told him he wasn't the biggest thing that's ever existed, and mm-hmm. he's really mad about it. Mm-hmm. And so we're just gonna address it and say that the media are horrible and you yeah. all are liars. Yeah. And now, oh, but we're not gonna talk about anything else. Thank you. And Goodbye. the media
0: accusing the media. Oh, he's he's Why? doing what he has
1: always done, which is try Why? to frame the media as evil. Yeah. So that we don't trust anything that comes out mm-hmm. unless it's from Trump's mouth. Thank you. And if all what you're doing that is trusting like? this guy, yeah. that's a problem. That you know what that problem. is? That's called state run media.
0: Oh my god. That's
1: called crafted statements that we do in communism. Right. That we do in North Korea, that we do in, in Russia, Authoritarian states. Authoritarian states, which is a lot like his speech for the inaugural speech. Say, yes. Because if all you look for is what he says is true, mm-hmm. where's mm-hmm. the checks and balance? And if Thank he's you. made you believe just by saying out of his mouth that the media can't be trusted, first of all, do you have proof that the media can't be trusted? And I'm talking about mainstream media. Make that decision media. for yourself. Yeah. So go figure that out or just continue to just let him tell you what reality
0: is right. because he obviously lives in his own. Exactly. If you can't trust the media, first of all, why are you trusting him of all people? Girl, listen up.
1: What have we said a million times? I... My Angelo said it best: when someone shows you who they are, believe mm-hmm. them. He has shown us who he is, yeah. all of his public life, but especially over the election cycle. Right, and there are still people and, saying, "Oh no, he's going to be different." No, have we checked you who he him. is?
0: Yes, yeah, we know who he is. We know. Okay, here's the thing: I was talking to someone who was an adamant Trump supporter, and it, it was a conversation. I was trying to do the thing where uh, I'm not too you know angry about it right, and, I have and have a conversation and yeah. let's figure this out and all that stuff you know what he says to me the first thing is he said oh my god i regret voting for trump because as soon as he got elected he dropped all of the things this person cared about he hadn't mentioned the wall which this person i don't know why cared about well he dropped no, everything happen, against but. hillary which you know this person also cared all of the things that he had really rooted for trump had dropped and he said i can't believe that i just voted for A demagogue. And I was like, you're right. You did. It's funny because I can't uh, believe now you realize we were calling him a demagogue from the beginning. Yeah. For over a year, we've been calling him a demagogue. It's too
1: late. This, and what, when we're sitting there waiting to march, I said to you, what concerns me the most is the day the ones that need to wake up. Everyone starts waking up. Actually wakes up because that's a scary day because it's too late. Yeah. So I don't, now, before people start freaking out, I don't believe that there's no hope. No, there. But there's what a I'm lot telling of you is, there's no that it's too late to make him not president.
0: You voted for him. Yes, too late. He's, he's in there. office. Yeah. Too so late. Now, he's here.
1: So the other thing that's going around is people saying, "What was mm-hmm. amazing is to see the unity last yesterday." Yes. In the marches across the world, and everybody's like, "Wow!" Because one, we talked about uh, mm-hmm. with Andrew Viviano, we talked mm-hmm. about uh, for mo- for the opposition side, including Democrats, one of their uh, biggest challenges is they are having a really hard time solidifying and coming together. There's a lot of infighting that's happening. And that's the problem is we couldn't get on a solid ground in the first place. And so now the question is, okay, all of these people were able to unite. Now, can they do something and make this movement move forward? Or Mm -hmm. does it dissipate now? Because there isn't a unifying factor. And it is a legit
0: question where do we go from now first yeah. day we had a big march is that going to happen a hundred days later yeah. is that going to happen well, a year later and do you Where's, take the energy where does that it go? March?
1: what's great about the march is it energizes mm-hmm. people there's speakers and it gets you all worked up now what are you going to do with that energy right. what are you going to do with it well
0: so many people ask me that question too i mean i think it's going around it's the okay this is amazing i'm so glad we saw that i hope this doesn't die out and you know what it takes
1: For us and those people asking the questions to start doing things so that it does not. Thank you. Yes. Another thing that was happening simultaneously yesterday is there were groups in town who were having meetings Mm -hmm. about policy and about- The important conversation. Which policies are coming down that we're going to have to fight for because Mm -hmm. they affect the rights of people. Right. And what new policies do we need to start promoting and uh, supporting- that will protect us as citizens when we know yep. kind of what, what's happening. I think that's an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. If we can take our energy and our unity and use it towards how do we make an effective change? Right. Yes. Be- but what it takes is doing something. And so one of the other criticisms of yesterday's march was, okay, so you have all these people, but they have... We were there for a lot of different reasons. Mm-hmm. Sure we were. Mm-hmm. I was there... Not only to support uh, myself because I'm worried about my rights as a gay man, but I was there for women and their rights because I do believe they were attacked. And I was there for the rights of all minorities Mm -hmm. who it's going to become under question a lot of our rights in the future. But the truth is there are lots of little things that people were there for. So how do you get people on board at the same? And we talked earlier before the show about why isn't it about positive progressive change? on a everyone. social level why yeah. isn't that a th- why isn't that our overall unifying now because infighting is gun- it, listen we have a hard we have a big problem with that mm-hmm. we have to fig- it happens in the gay community mm-hmm. all the time how do we go from infighting to let's just remember that we're in
0: this together right to move right. forward Right. And, and, and that is a big question. I mean, how do we realize that we're all part of this uh, equal rights fight? Mm-hmm. And it's not just, uh, you know, the, the fight for LGBT rights or the fight for, you know, women's rights or the fight for yeah. uh, any minority, really. It's, it's the fight of all people have to come together for all rights. And I think that that big question was uh, raised right after the, you know, election because yes. a lot of people. A lot of white, straight males would go out and say, well, this isn't really my fight because you guys are excluding me and I'm made the enemy. But <laughs> right. the thing is, that's not true at all.
1: And especially because no one ever said. No
0: one's ever said can that. Can I say,
1: you and I talked about yeah. this as well. There were some friends of ours on Facebook. Yes. Who were putting up posts that were in support of their women friends. Oh, uh, I'm so proud of you for marching. And you and mm-hmm. I thought, well, that's fine because we're here. And we're not women, but we support them. So why aren't you here too? Is your excuse that you have you know a penis is that your excuse that i can't go there because it's a women's march and i'm a guy no no anymore that's not enough yeah. you have to care about your fellow person even if mm-hmm. that is not your definition of who you are right women's rights are still everyone's right exactly lgbt exactly. rights
0: is still everyone's right exactly mm-hmm. like like they say um i think it was in macklemore's song um uh oh, white priv- or white privilege yeah, yeah white privilege too, too. Yeah. um Inequality anywhere, in injustice anywhere is still injustice everywhere. everywhere. And that's so true because even one sliver of inequality or injustice in one community means there's no justice for all. That's there not isn't. a thing. That is broken. Exactly. You and have to, to be, stand up for everyone. Yes.
1: yes. And we need to be aware of that. And we also need to be this vilifying thing mm-hmm. that we, we witch hunt people and we... <laughs> Excuse me, and we vilify people and we try to they snipe do. them down, yeah, and I have to say, we talked before the break mm-hmm. about Andrew Biviano mm-hmm. being attacked, and i 'll be honest, it was uh, a writer for the inlander, and I you know I really enjoy the inlander, and yeah. i don't necessarily understand what his motives were, but Daniel Walters, who is a writer for the Inlander, is the one that said mm-hmm. do are you aware that the and that and my question is if you are a journalist, you are to be unbiased, but your but your questions came across. In a an little accusatory yeah. way, which quite, would make a, you biased, quite a lot actually, um, and it, yeah, quite a lot, and it made me go, "What is your motivation?" Right, and he's friends with with Andrew, Andrew and his wife Amy, and so and, I, then, I, and maybe he meant something different, but the fact maybe. is, in his phrasing, it mm-hmm. sounded like he was attacking uh, Mr. Viviano for supporting and looking as if he's protesting the president right. which really on those issues he Please, says yes yeah, I am.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think that anyone should be ashamed or scared or um hide that they're protesting against these policies and against um Mr. Trump. I think that that's absolutely will, you know valid. Yeah, I
1: will always stand in defiance yes. of someone who is trying to take away the rights of individuals thank you period and well, i and I, that includes straight people yeah. gay mm-hmm. people uh ethnic all ethnicities yeah all uh, religions all, all genders anyone. because until we are all on a level mm-hmm. rights playing field mm-hmm. then there's a problem right. to ever say i have a right as a human being to be put in a different standard as you that's a problem
0: yeah and i i mean i just want to say andrew biviano's response to that was uh very well very well stated um he said he was there to support and not to to go against but yeah. you know it doesn't really matter um if he was there to support or go against the problem is that we shouldn't be attacking each other we should be well, uniting like we just like talked I, about yeah,
1: and like i said i don't we want leaders we do who believe so much in their I'm values so that they glad. are
0: willing to not go right
1: with uh what PC is, or mm. even party lines, which would be their own parties, because they know they believe so much in, these in their issues issue. and, and causes. Yeah. yeah, I want a leader who's passionate, right.
0: about change. Thank you. I'm so glad he was there, and I'm glad that the response on Facebook was so positive, and overwhelmingly People, people just saying, "Listen, I'm glad. Thank you for being there." Um, that that's exactly what I expect out of you, and exactly. that's that's what we Andrew
1: Biviano said. Um, I was there not to oppose, but to support. If our new president takes bold action to ensure equal rights for women and everyone else, I'll happily support him too. Those of us who are concerned want nothing more than to be proven wrong. Mm -hmm. Because it's not about... Because we get that a lot. Oh, you just want him to... And some, to, yeah, to fail, the greatest quote from "Sitting in Line" was a uh, woman I, I, who said, yeah. "We're all on the plane. I don't want the plane to go down. I'm on the plane. Right.
0: We don't want the country <laughs> we to fail, it to but we are
1: definitely going to be there. Listen, you 'Listen, you're you're Thank throwing you. half of us off the plane yeah. without a
0: parachute. Right. Exactly. Right. We're yeah. going to be there, standing up to say these that. Okay, you're flying straight into the ocean. Right. Go up and just, go yeah. up a little. So
1: I, we're all on the plane. None of us want the plane to go down. No." Here's There's the deal. That's... So just because I disagree with some mm-hmm. stances mm-hmm. that others may make and disagree with most stances that Mr. Trump makes, mm-hmm. that's okay. That is okay. We all get to do this. Now, the one thing I will say that I don't ever condone and anyth- none of us on this show do is the violence because we right. just look— right bad it's not helping anything but i will remind people who try to make that their one thing to go to that there was violence on both sides yes after the election yes. it's a people thing and none of us violence at any time is not mm-hmm. your reaction It's not the way to isn't address the right, an issue
0: exactly yeah. it isn't the right reaction yes. i speaking of violence um i just read this morning uh i, I want to mention real quick yes please um Earlier in the week, uh, of course, Milo Yiannopoulos is the um, alt-right political activist leader. I don't know what his... uh, Irrelevant is what he really is. Yes. Um, Yes. But he was doing uh, a thing at the University of Washington in Seattle, um, and a lot of people were showing up, but there was uh, someone who was in critical condition from being shot. Um, Actually, one of the supporters of Milo Yiannopoulos, um, he was shot. In uh, self-defense because he was attacking uh, a protester of it oh. and so uh, even you know in that case it's, it's a little different but but still the the governor and the mayor of Seattle uh, and Murray they issued statements saying um, America and Seattle have a long uh, history of standing up for what we believe in, but that has never been uh, acceptable yes cause to be violent and that's exactly the message that i think we all share and should consider
1: exactly i'm right there with you we cannot Mm. forget that questioning in democracy is how democracy even exists right and so we all have the right to do that let's take a quick break Mm. come back and get a little more into the dish and before we have our our guest of our main guest for the show today
0: absolutely so this is going to be ways to go by group love you are back with kyrs medical lake spokane 88.1 and 92.3 fm Uh, This is Outspoken, and we're having a lot of good conversation here.
1: It's a good political talk here today because it's all about support as always. We love it those is. that support us.
0: And Outspoken receive support from Nine Bar and Bistro, featuring a full bar, food menu, and trivia on Thursday nights. Located at 232 West Sprague Avenue, more information is available at 509-747-1621. Outspoken receive support from Instant Sign
1: Factory, celebrating 25 years serving the Inland Northwest's indoor and outdoor sign needs. More information at one 877 778 7446,
0: and online at instantsignfactory.com. Outspoken is funded in part by the Pride Foundation. For more information, visit pridefoundation.org. I love it. Now, we've been
1: talking a lot about, uh, we're very worked up, very passionate, but a lot about the protest or the march um, for women's rights that we were at yesterday, and we're talking about ways that we can use that energy to actually do something and make that energy work, It because it has to go beyond you marched you, right, you attended a march. It yeah. has to go beyond that. What do you do with it, Sergey? You have some local things people can get involved in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you're right. Just showing up to a march that's just level one. We need yeah. to go. We it's, need to go yeah. higher than that. Um, we were talking to Andrew Biviano just last week, and he mentioned something um, that is kind of. Uh, not a big commitment, but is a really good way to get involved, and that's becoming a PCO, yes. a precinct committee officer. Yes, you did. Um, I, and I did that. Yeah, yes. it was it was a good experience. Um, of course, you get to be involved with the caucuses, but we're not going to have uh, a lot a of while. caucuses for yeah. a bit. But you are involved with uh, uh, the larger Democratic committee and, and you're either appointed exactly or
1: you have to do run for election or you a lot can of times. run for election depends yeah.
0: on when you're when the time to get in is exactly exactly so I, w- I would encourage everyone to at least look into that there's always always precincts that don't have um uh, appointees or a pco in there yeah and it's really easy to get appointed. you just message at this point andrew biviano Yeah, uh, write him a letter even they Jacqueline Aprilia. archer who we had on Jacqueline which is archer. his vice chair mm-hmm. yeah anyone in your legislative district can also help so uh you sign away and there you are you're and part you're, of the you're Democratic. Democratic. Com- yeah. Uh, committee yeah you
1: can get even in, in if you're of a younger generation right. and you want to get involved you can get in involved with either young democrats and there's young republicans yes. if that's where you you Absolutely. align with Absolutely. you can get involved in those organizations as well mm-hmm. um, and it's a great training ground
0: for what to do right you know right.
1: W- as you get older and you want to be more involved Absolutely. it's great training
0: and uh, in the, in young democrats they have a lot of resources by you know meeting people and also uh, in their forums of how you can get involved with your poli- mm-hmm. uh your specific issues um, with that being said uh WACAN, washington uh, committee for action network um, is is a really good place WACAN.org uh, or .com uh, one it's of the not two. Com. It's not calm. It's org I think it's or, org. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. It, and so that's a good place to get started. It kind of um lets you know, hey, you're interested in this. These are your uh, issues you care about. Here's how yeah. you can get involved. Mailing lists, you can go ring doorbells, you can go yep. volunteer at these uh places, donate money. If you have money, do it. If you don't, yeah. that's okay. Cuz your that's money okay. talks. The uh money does
1: you talk. can go Pjowls of course. P. Uh, mm-hmm. uh
0: is a great place. We we're very
1: close to them right now. Yes. Um to get involved in the Peace and Justice Action League, mm-hmm. uh, to get involved right, right, in that right. as well. Here's the thing we're telling you. You can get involved wherever you want. Right. Just get involved. Just get involved. Find the places that reflect the things that are important to you. Yes. And get involved. Yes. It's why I also... There's young Democrats and there's young Republicans. Here's mm-hmm. the thing that I hope to see over the next few years. Mm-hmm. And it's to see that I get that to demonize any group, including the Republicans, is not the right way to go. Because although... because Issue per issue, a lot of the Republicans I do disagree on. There are some good we've met
0: some good ones. We've met amazing.
1: We so here's the thing. Don't demonize them. So but get involved in what matters. But if you stand in the way of equal rights, I will always oppose you. Mm -hmm. It won't be because you're Republican, it's because you stood in the way of that. But if they align with where you want to be, then find a positive way to be involved in that. Exactly. So, And that's what matters. And I hope we see more Republicans standing up and saying, you know, I'm not going to do party line on this mm-hmm. because I don't believe it, because mm-hmm. I'm not that person. Right. Good. But right. I am more than happy to have a
0: conversation mm-hmm. with you about that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think that the biggest way to change uh, the Republican Party, which as a whole national platform does stand against yes, which is LGBT why. rights, women's yes. rights, and, it's and in their a lot of minorities. Platform. In by the the platform. Way. so that's why we I am harsh
1: on it because yeah. I will be
0: absolutely that's all yeah. right if they get rid of that and if they focus on other issues that are more pertinent just to just like you know, Viviano said hey thank you.
1: if he surprises us and turns around and starts supporting then I because support exactly thank you
0: then then yeah. you can consent. I, I would because your actions, absolutely be open to that
1: your actions tell us who you mm-hmm. are and your actions right. are telling us right now right so <laughs> the, how about are. that so yeah so i think mm-hmm. um for people who attack us and say that it's all about being anti-republican it's not about it's that. not it just happens to be right. that the national platform is that mm-hmm. but we have had republicans on our show exactly some we haven't liked uh some are really good people and they and they have their reasons for mm-hmm. it and it's working now right now like we've said we don't have the luxury to be republican or to vote it because they uh their stance is to undermine my rights as a human being right. so i just can't
0: support that exactly yeah exactly I, but it's in the vote future maybe, myself right in yeah. the future maybe that will open up hopefully it will um i'd love to see a world where not only we're not locked into well, a two-party system but every you. party says go. equal rights well, is a priority you know what i want to see
1: i want to see a world that's about people right and not about sides like mm-hmm. we've said many mm-hmm. times it needs to be about everybody's concerns right. and we do not right. have that system here mm-hmm. and we need to have that system because mm-hmm. it's not it, we just we're we just need to be better right be honest
0: and i listen i just want to uh, point us back to uh 200 plus years when we wrote the bill of rights um and we said that these are inalienable rights that human mm-hmm. beings must mm-hmm. have. Um, somehow, uh, the right to bear arms got in there. We'll talk right. about that later. Right. Where right. I think now, in the modern day, we do have uh, the opportunity to create a second one and to say, listen, we must have LGBT protections. Women yes. must be treated well, equally. We must have universal health care. Health is a right. the laws
1: have to adjust to the times because, look, right. one of the things that's being talked about now is the Twitter account. Uh, yes, so it didn't even come into public conscious, and, and the Obama administration had to start making rules right, about yeah. it because, of course, at POTUS mm-hmm. is the president's account. Well, mm-hmm. now we have Trump wants to keep his own, at real Donald Trump, and he that's wants fine. to use at POTUS. That's, but that means fine. there's regulations because right. there's historical archives that there's laws about, there's rules about. Right. So right now, what Trump tends to do is edit his tweets Sometimes or delete He'll, them. Or delete them. Yeah. Well, that's against the rules because mm-hmm. it has uh, to be, be publicly archived. Yeah. So we have to archive it. Well, the problem is he's using his personal Twitter account, and there. And if they consider continue to let him do that, well, then we're not having an accurate archive mm-hmm. of the president at this time. Right. So there's we had to adjust because times changed. This has never been when the laws first went into effect about archiving. It was right. 1978, and Twitter hadn't been dreamed up yet.
0: Yeah. So, the internet wasn't really
1: our new administration had to do something about Mm -hmm. it. So, here's the thing our laws have to evolve with time. So, for people who believe the Constitution doesn't have to evolve, I don't understand that because things are a lot different now. Right. So a lot of those things are there, but we have to adjust. Exactly.
0: Re- and and remember the a amendment- A lot of those
1: things, of course, are
0: still important. Though. A lot of them are. Absolutely. I think a lot of them are uh, inalienable rights of freedom of speech. Absolutely. But yeah. remember the amendment about- quartering soldiers in your homes when's the last time we ever faced that as a problem right. that was a problem in and the revolutionary times soon, yeah we don't we don't even dream about talking about that because your right times have changed yes and we need to move forward and not backwards much unlike wyoming
1: <laughs> what what, <laughs> what could wyoming possibly be doing Sir I,
0: Gay? I, um <laughs> right I, I aside from being the runt of every joke uh geographically the wyoming the butt of it the butt of it yeah um, Wyoming decided to uh, put a bill out into the House and Senate to with say nine with sponsors. nine sponsors, nine, nine too That's a many, lot. nine too many. It is um, that says that they will basically outlaw renewable energy from being sold in Wyoming to their residents.
1: Not not only will they outlaw, it, they're going to find. They're going to find companies that do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting.
0: With a really high, super high uh, price. I mean, ten dollars per uh, kilowatt hour. That's uh, wow. That's a uh, that's pretty high. Yeah,
1: and it's because let's be honest. Um, of course, coal industry and natural gas industry in Wyoming is huge. They're massive. I get it. Yeah. Um. So they're worried about money, mm-hmm. but so it's not a very forward thinking. No, it's not concept by saying, well, let's just not. Let's not invest in jobs that actually have a future right, let's invest right. in jobs that are eventually are going to be obsolete wow that that's will solid.
0: die out yes oh my gosh this is the most backwards bill i think i've I, i've seen in a while um and on an energy is, level yeah it's only in talking points right now it is and it and has it a lower chance of passing it,
1: it isn't believed to have ch- ha- to be able to pass right. But of course. The chances of of Trump being president were also pretty low. Yeah. And I'm look, just going to say. It happened. Yeah. I mean, he's got the lowest approval rating of any, any president, president in, the hist- in the history of our <laughs> nation. <laughs> I, so that, that means we can't oh. afford to look at something like this and be like, oh, it'll be fine. Right. Really? It will be if you do we, something.
0: It, there it is. There it is. Mm-hmm. You have to stand up. And I think this is a particularly great opportunity for Wyoming to show who they are. Yes. Um, is as to people. As people, is to right. write their legislation and say, listen, I get where we are now. This is not where we want to stay. And what's stay. very interesting is Don't that
1: in the bill, what it's saying is, listen, we are going to find companies that sell solar energy or wind energy Any to renewable. customers within mm-hmm. Wyoming, but if you go out and sell it to other states, that's fine. Right. But what that tells me is, mm-hmm. wait, then why are you so concerned mm-hmm. about people in the state you so obviously you don't have a problem with the energy itself or you wouldn't let them sell anywhere so what does that tell you it tells me wait i think someone must have a lot of money it in the state that's money and talking probably coal right. companies and natural Thank gas you. companies who are afraid they're going to lose the bottom line mm-hmm. but here's the thing for people who say well you're going to leave people behind these people need these jobs i get it yeah I, we have uh, an intern his family has relied on his dad worked in in wyoming the natural gas company yeah. that is going to be very concerning yeah. and that has been his livelihood there's loyalty there so to the people who say well then you leave them behind no, no. and you're right Bring that would be a problem that w- exactly it and would that's be a problem if our only yeah. But why are we not putting money into retraining and reschooling mm-hmm. so that our workers are ready for future jobs? You, you have to Thank see you. beyond your nose, okay? It's, to you're invest so in your
0: future, you do because you have to be forward thinking. And this is uh, one of the saddest things about you know the loss of, of Hillary Clinton um, is that her energy policy did exactly that. Is it provided retraining programs for people yes. to go from? Coal mining, natural gas, oil companies into renewable energy or yes. into transportation—that was good.
1: Of all the rhetoric, rhetoric around right? it, we didn't get to talk we about
0: didn't the
1: details of that. All we saw was, oh, she's trying to take your jobs away. Oh, emails. Wait, no, oh, what we want this. is for because. All Americans are important. Yes. Let's figure out. Mm-hmm. Because if we leave you where you're at, mm-hmm. eventually your job disappears. Right. Because right. it's a finite resource. Right. Or maybe it gets you through your lifetime and your son's lifetime, mm-hmm. but your grandkid has nothing to do. So why are we not investing in a future that brings you hope? Yeah. We, we look at diversifying as a good thing when it comes to our pocketbooks and our money and our talents. And yet we can't seem to see beyond mm-hmm. our nose when it comes to renewable resources. Those things same coal miners could be trained to have a job that can last them the rest of their life the rest and their, their life. kids' lives and their grandkids' life because
0: it's called renewable Re- exactly. for a reason. So let's train them. Sustainable. Goes on for basically infinity. Yes. Let's train them. And the best part is that these jobs pay so much more. So much more. They're, they're really a win, well, a win because for everyone. It,
1: that's yeah, the, if it you want to say winning, you're right. That's it. That's, that's well, how you do it. Well, and because the resource itself is the cheapest yeah, it that is. you can get. Solar Be- energy being one of the lowest expenses we, exactly. that there is. We
0: get sun for days for free, yes. unlimited. So you know what unlimited that Unlimited
1: That means the overhead of that company we don't is have to do anything. probably really a lot lower than the overhead of the coal company. And if you have good CEOs, then you can pass on the Mm -hmm. money Mm -hmm. to the worker (gasps) so that they can have better wages even, wow, which means a better life. Wow. Because it can be there. Now, given uh, with if if your company's run by Trump, then he doesn't care about Mm -hmm. you and he'll take all that extra money. But the fact is there's more money there because the resources are cheaper. Are cheaper
0: and renewable. I just want to say that um, we Wyoming, first of all, has the opportunity. We, as a United States, um, have the opportunity to be leaders in this field. We do, and yet we're not taking that no uh, the opportunity. And countries like India are, and good for them. They should. Yeah. You, China yeah. is, even countries, uh, developing countries in Africa like Algeria are now installing because in the Sahara Desert massive kilotons. I think because they see and they have of, to see yes, that this is the future. They, they, whether we they want know. it or
1: not, whether it's a fr- we're afraid of it or not, yeah. it's going to happen. They're going to have to go that way. So we could either fight it or we could get on board. But it also tells me anybody mm-hmm. who you know like our, our leaders who are against it, then it isn't about your people because mm-hmm. you're not trying to protect them for the future. Right? You just need the money met now, and that to you want me, it now always equals there's got to be big money somewhere mm-hmm. who is pulling some strings and lining
0: some pockets. Listen. There's better ways to do this. I'm just gonna say, get on board, everybody, and start at your local levels. There's lots of things you can do here. Yeah. There's lots of ways. Okay. With this new administration, I think each state is gonna be have have to fight for their you have own. To thing. do the
1: best to make your state the strongest exactly. for your citizens. Yeah. Because and hey, we're no longer as united. Yeah. As One of the used things Trump let's, is let's doing is giving states more power over their people. So Take let's that use power. it for our benefit.
0: Exactly. Make yeah. sure that I your mean, state if it's gonna go that way, people. and we're not gonna be a
1: united, you mm-hmm. know, country then let's make sure Washington is as strong as it can, yeah. and then that will trickle out. Right.
0: And I, uh, we are already a strong state. We need to get yes. it for it. I'm, I'm just going to say, I have no faith for Idaho and Mississippi. They're just going to turn into Afghanistan.
1: I have hope for the good people, and we'll welcome them to, <laughs> there you to go, our borders. To our borders. But come on over. Yeah. As a state, I don't know.
0: I want to say I that I do know.
1: not agree in the theory of trickle-down. No. Uh, economics I, or anything, I, right? right? But I do believe and trickle up. Mm-hmm. I do believe that if you create grassroots an absolute grassroots mm-hmm. strong foundation, yeah. it can only begin to affect positively Upwards. up the chain. Exactly. So that's why if you do things in your city or in your state, it can affect the mm-hmm. nation. It yeah. can affect DC because you've made it so strong. Build it from at the, the base of it. Up. Yes. And so trickle up. If yeah. that's what we're going to talk about, then do it. You right. know, I agree with you completely. Grassroots has always proven mm-hmm. to be what changes the world. Absolutely. One of the things Gloria Steinem was, uh, of course, world-renowned feminist, was doing a speech at, uh, in, in D.C., and she said, I haven't seen unity and care for each other and our rights as great as this since the 1960s. Right. Yeah. That's amazing.
0: We are, again, it's coming together to change to. something. I know. And it's sad that well, this is what it took. You know, I I, I want to find the uh, actual quote by Madonna that she said at the, yeah, at the speech. She, but she yeah. said something <laughs> along the lines of, I'm going to take this uh, dark moment to realize that we have to wake up and that we thought we had it in the bag, but we don't. We don't. And that's true. We don't have it in the bag. The backlash is real. Right. The bag's yeah. been torn apart and ripped to shreds. We don't yeah. have a bag to put it. We have to start all over in a lot of places and we keep do. fighting. Well,
1: and I get it. People are still saying, well, you still have marriage equality. Yeah, but we need to protect we it. We need to protect it, yeah.
0: So it doesn't mean the work is done. Right. We and have to protect what we have. Remember when we finally got marriage equality? We said, listen, this is a great the step when you celebrate. Is this bad. is not enough still. We can't just stop. We can't spend the next four years just protecting and just trying to keep us where we are. We need to spend the next four years trying to move forward too. Yes. We can't just yes. survive. We have to still thrive. We have a friend we have to who go said, forward.
1: Oh, we can't just survive. We have to still thrive. The beautiful, beautifully said. You know, I love words, and that was it, beautifully done. There you go. Um, and we have a friend who said something that's very important, and we have mm-hmm. said it in different words, but the truth is the big goals are one-term president, because yep. we're, we're stuck Absolutely. right now. The second one is we have two years to make him a lame duck president. Yep. He said that with such pride to President Obama then, hey, let's show him what it feels like. In two years, we have the opportunity That's right. to make him a lame duck president. So, I love it. So anyways, there's your politics for the day. We're going to come back with uh, some fun things that ta- as we talk to the actress Isabella Gomez, who is the star of the new Netflix revival hit show by Norman Lear, One Day at a Time. It's, it's reimagining, I it call is. it. It well, is. We're going to hear a song, and, w- and we're going to also hear a theme song. But yes, we are. We are. Yeah. Well,
0: actually, let's just start with that. Let's start with a the theme song, um, and then we'll bring her on. Okay, well, here you go. This
1: is the theme song to the new show on Netflix. Came out January 6th. This is the reboot, the reimagining of One Day at a Time.
0: You are back with KYRS, Medical Expo Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. This is Outspoken.
1: Now, Isabella Gomez is one of the stars of the new hit Netflix original revival of the Norman Lear sitcom One Day at a Time that just premiered on Netflix on January 6th. In true Lear form, the show touches on real social issues like immigration, sexuality, and even veterans affairs, all perfectly balanced within humor. And it is with great pleasure that we welcome one of the stars of one day at a time isabella gomez to talk with the boys of outspoken isabella are you there yes hello hello thank you so much for being on the show we really appreciate it
2: of course thank you so much for having me
1: oh it is our pleasure i do want to say really quick before we get into the actual interview that you have exploded our twitter account (laughs) so thank you (laughs) And that's a lot of fun to see. People are so excited to have you on, and we're thrilled. We've seen the show, and I loved it, which is why I was like, we have to we have to talk to her. Yeah, we, we had to binge on. watch it. I mean, so, how can you not? I know. So congratulations, first of all, <laughs> on this great show. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. So let's just get right into it. As a young actor... Do you have any grasp going into this? First of all, even before you were cast, of who Norman Lear was or of this actual classic show, One Day at a Time, did you have any idea about that?
2: Well, not really, especially because I was actually born and raised in Colombia, so we didn't grow up with Norman Lear sitcoms or anything like that. But once the audition came in, the audition came in with an article. And I had read that article and it was like, Norman Lear, that sounds kind of familiar. Mm -hmm. And then I IMDb'd him and I'm like, holy crap! This right. man is a big deal. And then, as I was working with him, I got to read his book and watch his documentary. And right. each time, I'm more amazed because this man literally influenced our culture so right. much. Yeah. He was on President's Enemies list. That's how important Norman <laughs> Lear is. So,
1: and who so, knew yeah, it? I
2: think, huh?
1: Who knew at His age, he can still do it. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't stop. I know.
2: This man is 94. <laughs> Right. And he is on set with us every day. Oh
0: my gosh. He's my hero. He's amazing.
2: <laughs> He's my hero. Good.
0: Isabel, I mean, did that add any pressure to you know to the audition or even the show itself, you know, knowing who um, this great legend is?
2: I think it added pressure mostly because he was actually there at the okay. first callback. <laughs> and so, you know, when you walk into a first callback you expect a couple people, but no. Norman had nine people there plus oh. him, and it's just like, holy crap. Oh, like, my
3: gosh.
2: Th- this is so important if he's actually sitting here. So, right. so yeah, but at the same time, I didn't know as much about him at the time, and right. so I really got to know him as a person before mm-hmm. I got to know him as the, the incredible icon that he is. Oh, that so had to be helpful. thank God for that. Yeah, right, I was going to say, right.
1: that had to be nice <laughs> because I think I would just be too intimidated if it was the other way around.
2: Uh, yeah me too
1: so let's get right into the character of elena alvarez which is the uh the daughter of the the main character of the show one day at a time can you tell our listeners a little bit about who elena is
2: so elena is the oldest daughter she is 14 15 throughout the season and she is this very empowered cultured intelligent young lady she is um a feminist and she is so aware of social issues and she's kind of different from a lot of teen girls on tv because she is not focused on her looks or what boys think or anything like that she's focused on making a change helping the Mm -hmm. environment making sure her family's okay stopping feminism so she is a social activist really yeah
0: well and you describe this character i mean she's a very complicated and and, uh... very nuisance uh... character that's really To, uh, discovering herself and what it means to become a woman how do you begin to grasp that um, you know playing that role
2: you know with sitcoms you only get grips once a week right. so it's not like we had all of the information and what was going to happen right away so really what I did for Elena was go with the flow you know I'm I'm turning 19 next month right. so it wasn't that long ago that I was her age and I, I'm still trying to figure out who I am and um, who I am as a woman and such. So it wasn't that far-fetched and just seeing her journey and what was happening to her on that week's episode is what mattered because, you know, when you're a teenager, whatever's going on right now is the biggest thing in the world. So that, that's how I handled that.
1: Well, and you know, and spoiler alert for anybody's listening, you're going to hear some plot details, but it's still worth going and watching the whole show, just so our listeners know. But I want to say, did you know, like you said, in sitcom world, you get your script about the week so you can practice and then you guys shoot it. Um, did you know going in that your character was going to have this struggle with her sexuality?
2: I did not know throughout the audition process, but as soon as I booked it, our, showrunner, our showrunner's mic Royce and Gloria Cadron Kellett they had me come into the studios and they had a little meeting with me about her whole character and then they told me about her sexuality Mm -hmm. um which is funny to me now because they have told me how they just had me there to tell me that she was going to deal (laughs) with her sexuality and they were so worried bless their hearts because you know I do come (laughs) from a Latina family so they were worried, but, but no, it was great. And how they dealt with it was amazing.
1: Well, and what's great about that is you just said it right there. What's amazing about the show <laughs> is there's so many issues it's dealing with, but you're also dealing with a big issue uh, with being coming out as a lesbian in the Latina culture and what that means. And there's, you know, th- that's what's so great about um, the character of Abuelita is that she is the very old school, old school, <laughs> Cuban Latina mother and it's so this it's this balancing act between this young very headstrong daughter who is is going to be because she's headstrong about everything she's going to be a proud lesbian you know what i mean and it's interesting <laughs> yeah. it's great that that is that you understand in this culture you know where it sits and so the 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 show itself has a nice little play on that actual aspect i mean even when your father comes to town you know having mm-hmm. to deal with that that's amazing
2: it is. It's really awesome. And it's actually very eye opening, even to me, because even though I am Latin, I never grew up around that kind of stuff. You know, my family's very open minded. So mm-hmm. if, if I had been gay, if I had felt those things, I don't think I would have been afraid to talk about it. So it was crazy to me to go into this set and for all of this Latin writers and showrunners to be like, yeah, this would have been a big deal in our families. This would have right. been a problem because to me. That wouldn't have been an issue at all. So right. it was. It's cool because we're not only teaching other cultures. I think we could also be teaching our own culture about it. Oh, I love that.
0: That's yeah. That's a very good point. I mean, it, I love the message throughout the whole thing, especially coming from an ethnic culture or a different culture um, than we're typically used to. Um, it, Isabel, I want to ask, what is it like shooting a show on Netflix? I mean, it's very atypical to like a TV series where it's released one episode a week um, and you kind of have a long run. On Netflix, you shoot the entire series and then people just binge watch it. They mass consume it in like a day or two. Um, What does that, you know, do to, to an actor? Is that different than like a regular TV sitcom or not?
2: Well, this this was my first sitcom I've ever been on, so I wouldn't know how to compare it to like a network, (laughs) right? Okay, but it's really really cool because, as you said, people have the whole show available to them, so they don't have to wait week by week. And it's also very cool because then you get to interact with all of these people that have already watched the whole thing Mm -hmm. on the second day. You know, I had people on January seventh being like, "I already finished, I love (laughs) it," and talking to me about it, which is awesome and then netflix also is a platform that has less rules than network yes, so yes. you get to talk about a lot of different topics you know our show can be a little heavy sometimes in, in terms of taboo topics per se so so we got away with that
1: yeah which is amazing which i think um norman Lair was ahead of his time because now this is tailor mm-hmm. made for him because right. he is not afraid of social issues one of the great social issues it brings up because you guys Deal with so much, but is this great thing uh, about the the cuban the cubano? And I'm totally messing up all the words, but the cubano culture, um, and it's talking about immigration and immigrants, uh, you know, and still celebrating where they come from, and yet being proud of being in the U.S. I mean, this is a huge deal right now. Immigration at all is a huge deal. Do you guys feel the weight of those things? Is it important for you all that you're part of a platform that can talk about it? What's it like?
2: It's so important to us. You know, I think Gloria and Mike, very much like Norman, are very dedicated to talking about these issues and and having our opinions, but also open discussions on our show so that we're not telling you what you should think. We are showing you all of the sides and all of the information that you need to make your own decision.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But it's definitely gotten more important because when we filmed this, it was before the election, you know, so it right. was kind of still right. like yeah. we were kind of making jokes and it was like, no, who knows? But now it's it's gotten a lot more relevant. And so oh, yeah. it's even more important to us. You know, the whole cast texted on the day of the election and we're all like, this episode is really going to hit home more than yeah. ever now. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we we feel that weight, But we're also very lucky that we get to that out there the way we want people to see it right
0: well it's funny you mentioned the you know the political atmosphere and we'll get to that in just a moment because that's such an important conversation but these topics you talk about in the show they're really important and uh you know can start a really serious good conversation but yet it's intertwined with the hilarious sitcom moments do you think that's that's key to making it more tangible and uh, digestible for mass consumption or uh, do you think that just helps smooth it along
2: I think, I think it is key in the sense that comedy is such a relief right. um, for the audience. You know, even when we were doing the live shows, there were some scenes that you would look into the audience and you could feel the tension. And so those little jokes that are sprinkled in there and, yeah. and the comedic relief is so important because when you're having discussions like this, you need people to feel comfortable talking about it. You need right. them to To be open minded and not feel like they're being attacked.
0: Absolutely. So the
2: comedy really serves for that, and also so that it is a fun show to watch. It's not like you're sitting down to be told off or, or <laughs> lectured. It's It's fun too.
1: Oh, I have to completely agree with you there. Mm-hmm. I uh, we love politics and we love you know heavy issues, but I found this show One Day at a Time so. Like to watch you guys dance, you and the relationship you with you and um the the actress who plays the mother, or with you and Rita Moreno, which is just lovely to see her on stage at all. There is enough of that fun. Mm-hmm. You it's like a real family. It's it exactly is. how a family would be. <laughs> yeah.
2: It really it really is. And it's cliche because a lot of people on shows say this, but our cast and crew and writers really feels like a family. Like even from day one, the Netflix and Sony executives came in and they were like, how did you guys form this chemistry? Like it looks like you guys have been doing this show for years. And it's it's awesome because we all adore each other. For example, Marcel and I are both only children. And so now we have a sibling and it's incredible. (laughs) So, yeah, we're like a
1: family. I hear he's a little prankster. <laughs> That's, oh, I, my the, God. The actor a that little. plays your little brother, right? Did, <laughs> now, tell me. I read this in in my research. Please. First of all, if I was next to Rita Moreno, I would be dying because oh my she's gosh. a legend. Seriously, I love though. the story of the prank he did to because I would be mortified. So, tell us what he did to, to Rita Moreno. Oh,
2: I'm sure you're... I know, I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> so... Um, it was about the third week on the show. And so, you know, we like all love each other, but you're still getting to know each other. Right. And right. Yeah. Actors can be sometimes difficult people to work with, especially <laughs> someone who's Rita Moreno, who's an icon, you know, she's old Hollywood. She's a yeah. star. So it's like mm-hmm. you, you tend to try to be nice and all of that. <laughs> um, but Marcel is a little boy, you know, he's 13 years old. He's a teen. So he doesn't know, um, <laughs> So we're, we're sitting there, he's walking around the set with this phone, and he's asking people to take pictures with him, which I already think is odd, and I know he's up to something. So I start trailing him. Okay. And he, you know, when he takes the picture, when he squeezes the button, water squirts out. And I'm like, oh my gosh. But you know, he's doing it to like the wardrobe department and crafty, so I'm like, he'll be okay. He'll be okay. And... <laughs> Rita is sitting in our living room set, and she's going over lines, and Marcel goes and sits next to her, which I don't think anything about first, because she loves him, she has grandsons, so she loves kids, she loves boys, right? and they're talking, and this boy pulls out that phone, and I... I can't do it. I rush over there, and I sit next to him. And I'm, like, trying to grab at it. I'm trying to, like, subtly take it away. And so Rita notices, and she's like, what is that? And he's like, oh, it's my phone. Can we take a picture? And, you know, she probably thinks, like, he's a huge fan or whatever. And she's like, oh, my God, of course. And he puts his phone up Uh-oh. and towards Rita Moreno in the face. And no, it's, it's like the whole world stood still. Like, oh my gosh! <laughs> oh They're my gonna God. kill Alex. Alex is gonna die. <laughs> Something's gonna happen. He's <laughs> gonna live with Victor. God yeah. knows. But no, Rita cracked up. Oh she wow. Loved it. She That's it hilarious. Was hilarious. So he he's Thank God right. because that could have <laughs> right? gone another way.
1: They didn't yeah, have to ride right. him off in a car accident. <laughs> so we're we're good. <laughs> go. And it it's really cool to see someone who's been to hear that someone's been in the industry as long as Rita Moreno mm-hmm. has that she is still down to earth and willing to laugh. I, mean, I that's, love that what a great yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's amazing. Oh
2: yeah, Rita Rita is truly such an icon. And like also, you know, I like Norman, I didn't know too much about mm-hmm. her so yeah. i also got to know her as a person before and oh. it's hilarious because people walk up to her and they don't know what to say and they're like <laughs> stuttering and flushed and i'm like that's my grandma like you're fine just talk to her exactly See,
0: right <laughs> that's incredible well okay let talk to us a little bit more about you're know, sharing the screen with not only rita moreno but also the fierce justina what you guys are like a family does it work really mm-hmm. that smoothly on 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 screen
2: Yeah. You know, it's weird because we all have this amazing chemistry. Yeah. And also everyone on the show is they're such professionals and they're they're so smart and they know what they're doing. But they're also real people. You know, this business hasn't gotten to them. So, for example, Justina, who's been in this industry for years and years and years, she is like a normal person. You know, like if you didn't know who she was and you just started talking to her. You would never know she's in this industry. So it's really cool. And also because nobody is in competition with each other. Mm-hmm. We all have so much fun. We're all always laughing. You know, directors have a hard time getting us to focus on our lines. <laughs> and and we learn so much from each other. Like you said, Rita and Justina are such incredible powerhouses. They, they're they so talented and they're so rounded. You know, like you can see Justina mm-hmm. goes from comedy to drama to comedy right at the snap of a finger. She does, absolutely. It's it's incredible learning from someone like that, you know, being on set with a woman like that for four months. And also because not only is she an incredible actress, she's an incredible person, and she's so genuine. And, you know, as a young actor, it's really awesome to see how an actress like that handles things. Not only acting about how she handles wardrobe if she doesn't like something or how hey this line makes me uncomfortable let's talk about it and she's so respectful and it's it's such a learning experience
1: oh see that's amazing and you know um one of the things one of my favorite uh shows and scenes is your quince when when your character elena has her quince and first of all the whole conversation with uh, uh, Rita Moreno's character about what you're comfortable and and how you guys are able to find this beautiful compromise. And to see what I think works the best is that Justina in that moment when there is, a, I won't give it away, but there's a, a hiccup when something mm-hmm. you know not good happens. But the way they show that basically it doesn't matter what ethnicity you are, it doesn't matter what sexuality you are, what gender, but that families stick together because we love our families, and that episode highlights it in such a strong way that in the end it isn't about labels, it's about, listen, we're family. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the mm-hmm. purpose, and she's she's a mom, and she's going to be a fierce you know, lioness to protect and to support her child, even if it's her little girl who she had some problems with sexuality during it with trying to figure out and to accept her daughter, but in the end she always knew her goal was, this is my daughter. And you guys highlighted that so strong
2: yeah i think that's one of the really beautiful aspects of this coming out story is that they get to see they show other people's reactions Mm -hmm. and how they're affected and they also show such a range of reactions which i think is so helpful to those out there dealing and struggling with this right now because they get to see a reality you know they get to see what's going to happen. But then at the end, like you said, you get to see that at the end of the day, the people that really care about you will be there for you no matter what.
0: Right. Exactly. That I I see. And that's what makes the show so good is it has, you know, the personal aspect, the, the humor and these big general conversations that we need to have. And I kind of want to talk a little bit about that because, you know, it ties into activism so well. And as, you know, as actors and, uh, artists, we kind of have a responsibility in this new era of American uh, politics to to be responsible for what we stand for and what we believe, and to support that. Mm-hmm. What you know, being an, a Latina actress yourself, how do you go about fighting the fight for equality and justice, especially in Hollywood? Especially in Hollywood. You
2: know, it's funny. I've had this conversation a lot with mm-hmm. Ariella Barrera, who plays Carmen, oh, and. Yeah. Gloria,
3: right? because
2: they always talk about the struggles that they have run into being Latinas and being in this industry, but personally, I haven't run mm-hmm. into those problems I've never felt discriminated against or, or anything like that because of me being a woman or because of me being Latina, so I don't know if I'm just ignorant to it and I don't see it or, or if I just really haven't run into it, but talking to them, they say that it's very important that I always go into a casting room and into work and all of that, not thinking that, oh, I'm a woman, I'm Latina, I'm going to be discriminated against. You know, Mm -hmm. I think it's a lot about how you handle yourself and asking for that respect through your actions. And so I think that's what we need to do. And also, you know, I think it's important that, you know, we have a Latina culture that's being shown on TV and all of that. But I also think it's important to start normalizing it and to right. say, like, this is normal. You know, it's yeah. not, oh, it's a Latina family. It's a family. You right. know, our feelings mm-hmm. are universal. Our problems are universal. And so right. I think that's how I've gone about it, especially because I haven't felt discriminated against. I'm sure if I ran into that, I would speak up and do all of that. But, right. you know, just being proud and being being a strong woman and being a strong Latin person I think that's one great way of going about it.
1: Yeah. And you know what? That's so funny because all of that uh, that you just said is actually there's a moment in the show where that very dialogue is happening when, of course, she's offered a scholarship. Your character's offered a scholarship. And there's a moment where you find out it's because they need to fill their, uh, you know, they need to, that diversity aspect. And you have this struggle. Your character has this struggle with, I want to be seen as a human being and but i'm proud that i'm a latina woman and it is that very conversation of how do we bridge that until and i think i mean in your very answer you embody what the show was trying to talk about in that episode
3: mhm
2: yeah that that um that struggle was actually one of my favorites because it's so true you know sometimes you get things because it's the race thing and, and they need the diversity. And, right. you know, and one aspect, is fine. You also see that Elena when she was younger, thought that that's awesome because we need to to even the field and all of that. Right. But at the same time, I do think we mm-hmm. need to get to a point where it's not diversity. it's We're all included, you know, right. no, no matter what our race is or what we look like, we should all be treated the same.
0: Now, exactly. is that is that the message that you want viewers to get across from from watching One Day at a Time? Because there's, I mean, there's a lot to take from it. What If there was one, what would it be?
2: I think the one thing I would like people to get from One Day at a Time is the open-mindedness. Like right. I mentioned before, we, we touch in a lot of struggles and, and issues, but I feel like we leave it pretty open to interpretation. You know, we give various sides of the story And I think that's what more people need to learn to do, to be open-minded and have open discussions and and see other people's point of view because your point of view may not be the right one.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. I have to say this. Okay, I'm going to ask you the annoying question of the interview, so get ready. You guys (laughs) only debuted on January 6th, and already Mm -hmm. I am like needing to know, when do you know in Netflix world when they say, hey, we're picking you up for another season?
2: Oh, I wish
1: I knew. I wish I had an answer. I know. Because uh, I think all um, of us who really enjoy your show are like, like, oh, you have to tell us. But I know it's so soon. Do they have like a general rule? Like you have to wait three months or something?
2: I, I have no idea. It's not in our contract. <laughs> oh, so yeah. I don't think there's a rule. Yeah. Um But no, we have no idea when we'll get word. But trust me, as soon as any of us know, it'll be all over the Internet. Yeah, Yeah. because I was going to
1: say, you just give us a call. We will start a letter writing campaign. We're on it.
0: Yeah, we'll (laughs) make it happen. (laughs) Season two has to go on. It has to go on.
1: First of all, Isabella, you are a delight. Uh, Your energy is amazing. And your Mm -hmm. character, I feel like there's a lot of you in that character. And that just makes it even more more fun to watch. So I, I get a feeling you're going to be one one actor we're going to have to keep our eye on. Absolutely, we
0: will.
2: Oh, thank you so much. Oh. You're
0: going places.
1: You are. So thank you so much for taking time uh, with us right now on Outspoken and being as honest and open um, as with all the questions we've asked. Isabella Gomez, you are amazing. All the best of luck with One Day at a Time in the Future.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.
1: Our pleasure. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Again, if you joined us, that was Isabella Gomez. She is one of the stars of the new hit Netflix original revival of the, Lor- Norman, the Norman Lear sitcom One Day at a Time. She sees Norman Lear every time she's on the set. This 94, 95-year-old yeah, man right. who was like, you know, I still got something to say.
0: He does. May we clearly.
1: all be clearly. that. And he's got some really fierce actors who are willing to do it. Isabella oh, Gomez yeah. is a lot of fun in her character, and obviously a lot of fun in person. Mm-hmm. So definitely support her.
0: Uh, and and go, she she blew up our Twitter. So. She I know she's amazing. People at love that. her. Go watch one day at a time. You, you, will, you will love it. So much fun. I, I love, love it. it. If, if for nothing else but to to see um you know the interaction between all the characters i think that's that's beautiful it's so much fun it's beautiful i love it okay let's take a song break here and then we'll wrap out our two hours this is going to be i mean hey we have a good list of songs today uh very meaningful this is going to be somewhere over the rainbow by uh is you are back with kyrs medical expo can 88.1 and 92.3 fm this is Outspoken. Yeah, and if you uh, just tuned in, you missed the amazing
1: conversation we had with actress Isabella Gomez. She is one of the stars of the hit Netflix series, uh, One Day at a Time, mm-hmm. uh, that came out on January 6th. It was a lot of fun to talk to her, uh, and she and Twitter continued to right. go crazy. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I that was a great conversation, and I think that... Um, You know, there was a lot of of talk about identity and that's a big, uh, really big topic here. And Mm -hmm. especially in the coming years, it's going to be is, uh, you know, having your identity and fighting for it. That's going to be such a big thing. And I think it is this
1: balance. We talked a little bit about it in the interview because I love... uh, And a lot of younger generation is doing Mm -hmm. this. You know, they want to get to the point where, and it's what we all want, where it's just, can't we just be people and celebrate our diversity, but just be in the end, all we are is a human race. And um, that's going to be what changes things. But it is Mm -hmm. a balance between, listen, I want to celebrate who I am and my my diversity and my heritage, uh, but I don't want to be discriminated against because of it. Right, Um, And it's a conversation, as Norman Lear has always done, all in the family, the Jeffersons, one day at a time. I mean, Mm -hmm. he has many shows Mm -hmm. from uh, classic TV shows that dealt with very delicate social issues. And as she said, they didn't know when they filmed... The series who was going to be president? Of course, it debuted after we had already known, and now it seems more important than ever. Right, that Norman Lear's voice is still out there. Exactly, you know what I mean. Exactly
0: that, and this this is exactly what we talk about when the arts are so important in a time Mm -hmm. like this, because this is the voice that it can, uh, you know, know, showcase. I know, and I'm excited because it's
1: fun and it's exciting just to see what the new era Mm -hmm. of of I guess television or, or video or whatever you want to call it, right. is able to do. Like she said, Netflix has less rules mm-hmm. than the network does. So Netflix is able to do more. Right. It's able. Right. And so I'm fascinated in watching these Amazons and Netflix and all the, the streaming services. Yeah. Streaming companies, what they have the ability right now to make social commentary without mm-hmm. the constructs of. People worrying about well, if you say that, people will get right. mad. Right. They can actually just say, like artists do. Yes, thank you. Know. you. It's like it's much more
0: open, do. and I think that's. I mean, first of all, we're heading in that way, anyways. It's uh, uh almost like a crowdsourced uh right. a source of media, but mm-hmm. it's a lot more open. Uh, it is streaming, and I think that. Um, a lot like HBO has no limits. They just yeah. they go for it because they can do whatever. There's their their motto, HBO right no uh, originals, yeah. I mean, they're still on the network. I think but the, it I, kind of is, is is going in that direction. I
1: think HBO and Showtime and those companies started the trend. Yes. And cable networks because they right. started doing actual regular they can do their own, series. Exactly. I think they started this uh, momentum towards right. subscription-like. Right. Uh, the online services and streaming services. I think it's all they part of that evolution, yeah. right. Of going up. So now let's let's make comments. The great thing about um, about things like Amazon and Netflix is now you have so many options. Mm-hmm. I forget how many hundreds of shows I was reading in an hundreds, article yeah. that Netflix greenlighted. Yeah. Uh, they greenlit this last year. And you have so many choices and so many voices. And it's interesting to see where people, it's like a Mm -hmm. whole form Mm -hmm. of polling and and voting all in itself. It is. uh, To see where people uh, resonate. What's interesting though is where people are coming out of the woodwork for a show like One Day at a Time for these shows that are talking about real social issues that can be concerning, but it seems to be, it doesn't seem to translate as well out to the streets. Right. You know what I mean? I mean it's there but I feel like there's there's more unity in voting on shows. There <laughs> I mean just a be lot honest. of the
0: times there's because I you know part of it I think is that it's not as um, not only impactful but there's not a lot of um uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's not a lot of repercussions from it. Right. it it's a show. You you, yeah. you say your voice, you're like, oh, I like this. Right. Um, this so is you something like I you can resonate to with. Without having. Exactly. To without having. The line. Yeah. And having any impact come from that. But. And it, that's where we need to stop that. Right exactly. there. It needs to be you, more impactful. Yeah.
1: You you need to be willing Don't be afraid. to put yeah. yourself out there.
0: Well, it's no, I mean, it's no surprise that, you know, shows like House of Cards and Orange is the New Black, they right. really push the envelope yeah. in, in terms of the content that they have, but they're the most, Popular ones out they there. Um, Sense Eight was a huge mm-hmm. one, and that talked about a lot of LGBT issues. Mm-hmm. That's where we are as a culture and as a society. So you're right. Push it towards the streets. Make it right? action based. Exactly. Um,
1: I'm excited because we are going to be talking to some uh, more stars yeah. of different shows that are out there uh, in the coming weeks. We're actually going to have uh, Todd Grinnell, who is plays the the character of Schneider. For those of you who remember the original sitcom on One Day at a Time, uh, Schneider was a big part of that. Well, the the actor who, is going to, who portrays him in the new, we're going to have him on. We have actors from other shows. We mm-hmm. want to start talking about what is actually happening in, in, that you watch that influences you, at least your entertainment, in a daily way. And doing the, you know, the Jonathan and Sergey brand, which is also, what does it mean to us in our current state of the world and state, state of, of our world. nation? Yeah. And I think those are interesting conversations. So we can have fun with the actors and then we can ask real questions mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And I, and those are things I'm excited for this year because we're, you know, this is, we're well into 2017. We are. We got a lot of big plans. And that's part of it is to continue these very current mm-hmm. and uh, conversations and the intersecting of our entertainment with our uh, actual political lives.
0: Right. Because everything, you know, is in a way political. We have to everything. accept that. And living is political. Living is political. Being is political. And mm-hmm. I think we talk a lot about, um, you know, the responsibility of media to take that and to make mm-hmm. change out of it and create something positive and good. Listen, and we've said from, oh, four
1: years ago almost now, yeah. <laughs> we have said from the beginning right. um, about the responsibility of media. I think just like... Uh, overgeneralization and vilifying any group is dangerous. When you decide to repeat that all media is evil and just lying, I want you to stop and think, is it all that way? Because... Never is all a true statement. Exactly. An overgeneralization. But Absolute, find the ones that yeah, you can listen to. Never. And remember, it's your responsibility mm-hmm. that if something piques your interest, then you should probably go and find out more about it. Right. Do not rest the responsibility just on where you get your media sources because then you. you are just as much to blame for it as the media sources. Mm-hmm. Yeah. because we you need to take you some personal it. responsibility you just like we try to do in being us. Right. You know.
0: And I this this whole year, I think, has been a weird conversation about, you know, media and and journalism and the responsibility of well, it, it. It's been put on trial. it sure. Exactly.
1: And yet we're not questioning Trump. So I don't no, get
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> Qu- questioning <laughs> the guy who has been, what, disproven how many times? Right. Lied how much? Yeah. And it, I think we definitely need to, you know, figure that out quick because there's a lot of, you know, in untrustworthy media out there and we have to sort through it and that puts a lot of pressure on us as consumers of it yes. to figure out what's real, what's yes. not but we, you know, as a as a journalistic society do need to figure that out. Well, How do and, we do it?
1: And we talked, and not even, yes, and I agree, so listen, I'm not saying all news outlets are, are good, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to say let's Let's look at this. Let's, yeah. And one of the other Let's things- Start the conversation. And then coming back to personal responsibility, we're standing in line yeah. yesterday. Right. We're talking about the march, and we had a conversation about what's fast. While we're proud, mm-hmm. one reason why we're proud is that people, it's a Saturday. Right. How many times all of us have done it? Do You're like, oh, you know what, I, I do want to support that, but wait, I need to do laundry. And oh, I've got to finish <laughs> writing that script. And right. I'm kind of tired because it was a rough week at work. So you find the excuses. All of us have done it. Mm-hmm. And then you don't go and do that mm-hmm. thing you, th- you think you would like to do and you would like to support. But people, a lot of people, put that aside to show up for something that they believed right. in. And I think what that says is what we've said a million times. Yes, sometimes it's hard to be a citizen. It takes some effort. But you got to put in the effort. You do. You know, and so you have to,
0: you have to be inconvenienced. Right. And you know what? I would love the perfect society where we don't have to put in work to have equal rights when that's just the standard. But that we can't just live our lives. And have the, and call that enough because it's not. No. We can't just be ourselves and be open about it and share that story. That would be great if that was enough, but we need to be doing a little bit more. Yep. Remember, it's be not over it a bit when more.
1: you're tired. It's it, over when it's done. Thank you. Exactly. And that's exactly that's how it has to be. And, and we're tired. Yeah. And I we're was tired, tired. yesterday. Yeah. But I was. I remember texting you afterwards, going, "You know what? I'm glad." Yeah. Right. We showed up and took part in that, mm-hmm. even though it was inconvenient.
0: Yeah, right. Well, that's the same struggle Cole had, and um, he joined us. He uh, did, finally, yeah. um, he took three hours to make up his mind, but that's okay. <laughs> he he came. That's that's the end. And result. that is what matters. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's the Just do what you need. You got there. Yes, and in the end, he said said the same thing. He said that was really cool. I'm glad I got to be a part of it because that was the craziest thing he's ever seen. Right, because it's true. That was yeah. crazy. That was insane. That people got. Out of their houses on a Saturday, instead of lounging around, because right. you do something crazy. Because, listen, the human part. You don't think that uh, going across the
1: street to have drinks at the Grand was not tempting. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes. But <laughs> we, we almost knew, did it. We picked what was important. <laughs> exactly. And, and that's what matters. And to meet all those people, mm-hmm. to be photobombed every time you do right. a, a selfie. I loved those those yeah. ladies who would be like, uh, just so you know, I did photobomb, photobomb. you. I'm like, I know yeah. I saw you. It was awesome. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's but a sense of community. Yes. And
0: that's, I think, what we
1: need to get back to. I, I agree completely. And I think we need to get back to that beautiful quote from the thing, which is, I'm on the plane. I'm I don't, on it. I don't want it hair. to go down. I'm actually <laughs> in the plane with you. Watch out. So that is not my goal. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> None <laughs> of us think, really yeah. have parachutes. Okay? Exactly.
1: <laughs> so if anything, like what I love about One Day at a Time, if anything, Norman Lear had the the mm-hmm. formula right. You know, 20, oh, 30, yeah. 40 years ago, oh, which yeah. was, you know what, there's, because we love to laugh, there is humor in it all. So let's think about what's serious and wrap it in humor and we're going to get through. Right. So, right. you know, we're on the plane yeah. and we're going to be passionate and calling uh, Mr. Trump into question every chance he does something every time. that we don't agree with. That's but, how you have to do. Yeah, yeah. But and I'm going to be proud to do it every step yeah. of the way.
0: Uh, I, I saw a sign I saw yesterday. That was yeah. a hard sentence. A sign <laughs> I saw yesterday um, said, "Expect excellence." Oh no, respect. Oh, never mind. I forgot it. Oh. It was it was a long line. It was of really re- expect up for this. excellence or expect resistance. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, that's really yeah. what it is. I mean, we have to. We have to demand the best from you or else we're going to stand up and be loud about it.
1: Michelangelo Signorelli, when he was on our show, he said, we must ask our leaders to be better at all times. Be better. Even if they are someone you fully support wholeheartedly, make sure they're always better.
0: And if you're in Hollywood, be Meryl. Be, be Meryl. <laughs> Honestly, even if you're not in How Hollywood, be
1: Meryl. Be Meryl. Just do
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. I think this is our last song before we um, wrap it up and tell you what's what's next week. But I couldn't not play it. I'm sorry. But this is Angel Down by Lady Gaga. <gasps> you are listening to KYRS, Medical Spokane, Spokane, One and 92.3 FM. This was outspoken. Thank
1: you so much for tuning in today. Uh, we wanted... to Shout out a great big thank you to actress Isabella Gomez who uh, joined us for as our main guest in the second hour today as we talked about her hit new Netflix show One Day at a Time. She was more than delightful. She was a lot of fun. Uh you can tune in next week. We're going to do something we've never done. Um and we we've always wanted to do and we just been gonna, a dream. We're just going to Toss it out there and see what happens. Hey. We're doing a little old-time radio hour.
0: Yeah. We have the scripts, the stories. Yeah. We'll bring a few of our uh, actor friends on, director friends, really. Yes, director and friends
1: who's going to help us.
0: We'll do voices, sound effects, yeah. the whole the Listen, whole thing. we're
1: going to go all in. We hey, we've listen, never done yeah. it, but we're going to give it a go.
0: We have a a, a
1: Western for you, and we have a uh, old time private eye.
0: That's right. So, That's right. A film noir. Uh, type it's going to be a
1: little eye. film noir, and so oh. we're going to just have mm-hmm. a lot of fun. So if you want to see the boys do a little throwback to where radio really got entertaining. Do some uh, old-time radio That's talking. Right. This is going to be a fun show, so be sure to tune in next week for that. Remember, you can find us always wherever podcasts are. We the Today's show goes up tomorrow. You can look at it, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, any of it. Uh, you can catch the show if you missed today's. You can always find us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, as we're That's always right. active. So be sure to comment, uh, send us an email, whatever you want to do. We would love to hear from you. But until next
3: week...